Jensen and it's Brie Picconi and we're late, late to, to the, the party. party a weekly podcast about film fashion and pop culture yeah so how's it going Brie it's going pretty good how are you I'm pretty good this is a I just feel very loosey-goosey I'm just I do too I don't know if it's the cucumber salad <laughs> that we just ate or what I don't know if it's the uh the gen salad we just ate <laughs> yeah the uh I don't know I like saw this so how it started was like i don't know who it is on youtube i'm like kind of blanking right now she's portuguese but lives in london Ooh, and she does these like what the friends like people like the actors and friends what they ate in the 90s or like what the sex in the city characters so there's one on like alicia silverstone and clueless like their diets that is so fun and um the one on friends she was like yeah so like all the three, like, friends, ladies, would eat the same salad for ten years. Dang, ten whole years? Yeah, and so, I don't know, she, like, made the salad, and they, like, coined it, like, someone, whoever, over time, coined it the Jen salad. It's, like, Jennifer Aniston. So, does this mean that we are going to be eating this salad for ten more years? <laughs> I think so. Before every podcast, I think we should just, uh... Have the gen salad. Let's do it. We'll have to do this for 10 whole years. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know I made that commitment, but it's it's all good. I mean, it's healthy. It's, I need to eat something more than just ramen noodles anyway, so. It's true. Yeah. I'm here yeah. for it. So, yeah, like the gen salad. We did go for a walk. That was also very healthy. Yeah. Who yeah. are we? <laughs> we almost got eaten by a snake, I think. Allegedly. Yeah. It looked like a snake to me. No. But you know what? I'm probably loosey-goosey, though, because I did just take a Lord Jones <gasps> CBD gummy. Hey, I took a CBD gummy earlier. Wait, for real? For real. What? Yeah. Lord Jones or? No. I don't know who this is. Martha Stewart gummy? <gasps> I wish. I really wish. Um, No. I just, I don't know what brand it is, but just, just a CBD gummy. It's a watermelon one. Ooh. It's, I don't know. It's pretty good. If you want to try it, it's not as uh, Jello-like in consistency. It's a little closer to gummies, but you know what's interesting? What? Like it's still like a really soft texture. Like it's oh. it's not like the same as like a gummy bear. Gotcha. But it, it it does the trick. Like I feel great. Same. I mean, like, and I'm a big Lord Jones fan. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the Lord Jones gummies. It's just me not liking Jello. I know. They're like the biggest. CBD like gummies that are just like like it seems like literal like jello from like one of those jello cups. Yeah, like I feel like you look at it and with like the sugar crystals, you think it's going to be like a gr- a gumdrop. Yeah. It's it's not. No. Not at all. But <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> well, that explains it, I guess. That really does. This is why we're so loosey-goosey. Wow. <sighs> well, well, the more you know. Uh, yeah. So what else has been new this week? Um, I don't know. Um, I've been watching some uh, Robert Rodriguez films. Ooh, which ones? Um, well, uh, I saw, the other week I saw Desperado, and this week I saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And that one, I just gotta say, Once Upon a Time in Mexico is really, it's got a lot going on. It's... 
I had a, a lot of trouble following it, and I really just want to write a review on Letterboxd, because it just, I have a lot to say about it. I like it. Yeah. Well, what can you share on the pod? I just, it's strange. It's, Johnny Depp is strange, you know, as he, as he is. He's, he's a little weird, but it's like his character choices. There's so many things that don't get explained. Like, he has a third arm. That no one acknowledges or finds out, and there's no reason for it, just for aesthetics, I guess. Is this, like, pre or post, like, Johnny Depp being a weirdo in all his movies? Like, post-Tim Burton weirdness? That's a great question. It definitely gives me the vibes of Tim Burton weirdness, but it could be before. It could be, like, a a look into it is what I'm guessing. I don't know. I I think the movie came out in, like, 2006. Okay. Well, mm, let me think. Well, let's see. Once I'm, I'm gonna gonna Google it. <laughs> Get into this, yeah. I don't know, but it was strange, Nick. I mean, he just he had some interesting. Um, I don't know if they were acting choices or directing choices. Like, there's no information on why he had this third arm. I'm guessing because he had like a gun under the table, maybe. But still, it just it's like the I don't know. It's it's weird. And then he eats a pork dish, and it's the only thing he eats, and he talks about it, and. I don't, okay. know, I don't know how to explain this movie. It's just, you got to just see it. Okay, so Once Upon a Time in Mexico came out in September 2003. Oh, that was, was, was close. <laughs> about three years close, but okay. And <laughs> Maybe so I was thinking then, about Spy Kids. Was that 2006? That was 2001. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. But you know what did come out in 2006? What? The Departed. Oh, nice. So I knew something did. Okay, so Pirates of the Caribbean came out in July 2003. Mm. So it was like around the time when Johnny Depp was like hitting his stride, but also probably like, I feel like Johnny Depp in that era mm-hmm. got a little too confident. He was like, ooh, I'm a character actor for real this time. No more handsome like... You know, like, crybaby Johnny Depp. Forget Edward Scissorhands. I'm just going to, like... Yeah. Be, like... I don't know. I can do it all. I actually... I thought he was so good in Edward Scissorhands. I really liked him in that one. But, like, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Okay. So, as someone that, like, loves movies, I feel like our tables are going to turn, Brie. Uh-huh. As far as Robert Rodriguez films... I've seen Spy Kids, Spy Kids 2, mm-hmm. Spy, Spy Kids, Kids 3D, 3D, and Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And I know he did like a double feature with Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. The Death Proof in the Grindhouse. And I've only seen Quentin Tarantino's movies and not Robert Rodriguez's. So. Wow. Well, you, you should just check them out. Yeah. Let me know your thoughts. But like they do have very similar styles. You can tell they're like good friends. But, um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Just that movie was really strange. But Desperado's really good. Um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, mm, it was entertaining, but it was just, huh? I don't know. I couldn't take it too seriously. Gotcha. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll uh, <laughs> dip my toes into the Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez waters. Yeah. But I don't know, Brie, you know what I've been watching? I know what you've been watching. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, addicted because i'm almost done this week i've binged the first season of euphoria i know i'm late to the party but i've i've seen euphoria now 
Wow. I've seen episode one and half of episode two. Um, what do you think about it? I like it so far. I mean, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I feel like the first episode was like, whoa. Like, I feel well, like so it, many naked people. So the, many penises. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> especially in the second episode, too. I think that's when that they have the locker room scene, oh, too. so many dicks. I was... I was bombarded. I was not prepared. I was a little offended. Just offended? Well, I just didn't I don't I don't know. I was like, get them nuts away from my face. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I didn't ask for this. Like I don't know. Just flopping around. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm like I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind anything. Were you like um, Samantha in that one episode of Sex in the City? Nick? Which you one? Were she like, oh, no, no, no. like <laughs> I'm not like Samantha in the Take Me Out to the Ball Game episode of Sex in the City. Okay. Where she's like creeping in the Yankees like locker room. Gotcha. You just weren't as bothered. I'm just like not bothered by nudity as like a former theater kid. I don't know. But I Yeah, but you say, didn't see his penises flopping around. Okay, when I did, I was in a production of Metamorphosis in college. Oh, boy. And we all were in a pool, because this play takes place, like, on stage, but in a pool on stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all were, like, drenched, and we all changed in the same, like, downstairs fitting room. And every time I'd go in, because I'd have to do the quick change after, like, the big, like... The sea man uh-huh. scene. Uh-huh. And there'd just be like a sausage fest and I'd have to like dart in there and just like, it was like that locker room scene in Euphoria. Oh, so dang. Wow. I've been bombarded by, by Dick's <laughs> brain. <laughs> wow. I never knew. That's, you know, wow. that's what I got my degree in. Dang. I mean, theater, but you know. Yeah. Wow. No, Brie. Okay. Euphoria and sex. It's like, they're like... They go hand in hand. Right. But I will say I was super, like, embarrassed. So, like, I've... You were embarrassed? Just Were you watching by yourself or with someone else? <laughs> no. Okay. So, I've been watching Euphoria by myself uh-huh. with headphones on, and it's been fine. Okay. But, okay, the other night, I was, like, staying at my boyfriend's house, and he went to bed. Okay. And I was just like, oh, you know what? I just really am... I'm so addicted to euphoria mm-hmm. that I was like, I have to find out what happens. Yeah. I have to find out what happens to Cassie. Mm. What's going on? And um, so I turned on euphoria and like my boyfriend woke up right during a sex scene. <laughs> and I don't think he remembers it, but I was like so mortified, Brie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what you mean. Because like the first episode, I have it on. I put it on my big screen TV, <laughs> which like, you know, I share like the wall with like our little brother yes. like so and it was like i didn't i wasn't prepared for this scene and it was like i had it up the value <laughs> up because i couldn't it was, you know it, i had to hear what was happening and then all of a sudden like next thing you know like moans and grow i was like aggressive and i'm like oh oh uh-oh. and then i'm like oh i gotta turn this down and then i'm like you know what i'll just i'll watch this with headphones next time what who's your favorite character so far because i have a couple i i don't know yet I don't know, but I like Jules. Jules? I yeah. knew you were going to like Jules. Yeah, Jules seems really cool. Um, I I really just liked how she went off on that dude and just, like, grabbed the knife and went all, like... On Nate? Uh, yeah, she just went crazy on him. I was like, yes. 
I mean, I don't know. I feel like she didn't need to cut herself, but, you know, still, that was pretty badass. I'm like, ooh, she can fight. I don't know. I am a Maddie Perez stan. Okay. I don't know. You're shaking your head, like, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can kind of see that. She's she's cool, though. She's my favorite. Um, And I like Rue. I mean, I think Zendaya is, like, kind of killing it. Oh, yeah. She's great. I've never seen her in a role like this, and... She does play it, like, with a lot of realism. I'm very impressed. I am, too, because I feel like I've seen her in a lot of movies and stuff playing. And, she, like, I've never seen her, like, not do a good job, you know? Yeah. But I feel like with this, it's more of a... It's like we get to see her, maybe because it's, like, a television series. Like, we see her character, like, more intimately and in depth. And it's... It is kind of about her, you know, in a lot of ways. So, I don't know. I just feel like she brings in so much emotion that we... I haven't really seen from her on this level, and it's very believable, and I'm just like, whoa. I don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) But there is a scene, and it's, like, in the middle of season one, and I think it's the scene that got her the, like, that she won the Emmy for. Oh, wow. But I I was shocked. I haven't seen, like, I don't know if I've ever seen, like, a Disney Channel actor act that well. Oh, yeah. Is she Disney Channel? Yeah. She was in that show, that, like, dancing show. I mean, it was, like, after our time, but. Yeah, I was like, huh, I didn't know that. I just know her as, like, from, like, the Marvel, like, Spider-Man movies. Yeah, she was, like, a Disney kid. Wow. But but now she's killing it, so. Yeah, she's awesome. So I've been kind of in that euphoria, like, vortex. Been going to euphoria high? I have been going to euphoria high. I'm going to start dressing, like, super slutty with, like, colorful makeup. I'm already envisioning it for myself. Nice. I support you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, I can't uh, wait to watch more of myself, honestly. Like, after this, I kind of, like, just want to pick up where I left off. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It's, like, making me very anxious. Like, what happens? Mm. But I still have to watch. And, like, season two, like, it takes everything in me not to look at Twitter Oh, yeah. Because I haven't seen season two yet. Right. But you're almost there, right? I'm I'm pretty much there. Like an episode or two away? I'm on the last step. So. Wow. I'm like halfway through. Wow. But. I got to catch up. I know. And like season two um, has Dominic Fike in it, which is interesting. Oh, sweet. Because I like his music a lot. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. You know, act. that is something, too. I really am digging the soundtrack. So good. I mean, how much money is their music budget? I don't know. But there was a song, like a Lil Wayne song, and I was like, yes. <laughs> well, like, uh. a lot of people are comparing it to, like, Skins from yes. back in the day. It, it, it gives me, it does give me Skins vibes. Honestly, I didn't even watch Skins, but, like, maybe, like, a couple episodes. Like, I, I don't know why. I think I was like, oh, this is depressing or something, and I just didn't. But, like... Euphoria does kind of make drugs look cool. I mean, really bad, but really, it's like kind of like what she says in like the second episode that like, yeah, like drugs are bad, but like, like the way that they portray being on drugs looks really cool. Like, I love the scene where she's like, she's like, um, I think she did like some lines in the bathroom, and then she's like, um, walking along the walls. It's like the oh, room like is very, turning, very virtual insanity, Jamiroquai, very Jamiroquai, yes. And everyone else is still. I don't know how they did that effect. I'm just like, I, I guess technology now is probably really advanced that it wouldn't be hard, but like it just looks so seamless that I'm like, 
how the hell are there like people sitting down and she's like walk i don't know it just blows my mind it looks cool you know it still blows my mind speaking of that which is like kind of sad because i know how it works like yeah. you know in like bye 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 the yeah. NSYNC music video you know how when they're in that room and they do that effect <laughs> yeah it like spins around and i i've seen like the like behind the like you know like the making of that music video yeah same but it's still so cool to watch it'll it never still, get old no it's cool to look at but like yeah when you look at like how it's it's it takes the fun away when you oh no it doesn't for me no brie well, any anyone anything that pulls a jamiroquai i'm game well what about billy eilish like live so on cool. saturday night live but like if she was doing it like if you were at the the audience like watching no. you probably wouldn't be like ooh. you'd be like um all right like right i would well kind of okay doing it live mm-hmm. like being in the audience would be like um should i leave like get a room <laughs> like i don't know if i should be seeing this yeah it's i like feel like i awkward. shouldn't be seeing it yeah that's like a weird thing i've never thought about that like what it would be like to be in that like snl audience for that billy eilish performance I haven't stopped thinking about it since really? that performance. Actually, it's also, like, kind of, like, rude to the audience. Because, like, it's like, oh, hey, you're not playing for me. You're playing for, like, the team. Like, why am I here? Like, yeah, I but- guess I'll just, like, leave because there's no point. You're not doing this for the crowd. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, it was cool, though. Yeah, it was cool. Ah. Definitely cooler for the people at home, I think, in that moment. For but- sure. I Yeah, I know. Like, I never thought about how awkward that would be. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it was on my brain. <laughs> so, oh, is there is there anything else that's been on your mind that you want to discuss? Oh. Well, again, late to the party on it. We're about two weeks late, but I have some um some updates. Not updates, but so okay. You know the West Elm Caleb story? Yeah, that like broke like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Because we we sort of talked about it, but did we? Yeah. We talked about it last. But not not on the pod. Week? Just, just oh, it personally. In our personally, I was personally. Like, on the pod, we we haven't talked about West Elm Caleb yet. No, but so, um, okay. How would you describe West Elm Caleb? I don't know. Like like a a, a jerk, a six foot, a six four tall man that worked at IKEA, and now no, he doesn't. No, he went to West Elm. Oh, I mean West Elm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there another one that works at an Ikea? Is, I feel like Ikea was mentioned in this Ikea store. Josh? <laughs> yeah, there's someone that works that I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just making it up. But I, I, all I know is he was an interior designer. He worked at West Elm, not Ikea. And his name was Caleb. And he didn't he send like dick pics to people and try to send playlists of music? and. Okay, so like... I don't know. Rewind to a couple weeks ago. So there's this dude that people have coined on TikTok. Girls on TikTok have coined West Elm Caleb and now the whole world. So West Elm Caleb, you're right, is like a six foot two, like furniture designer that worked at West Elm. Yeah. And in New York City, he was dating a bunch of girls that he met on Hinge. And I guess one of the girls, basically he's a fuck boy. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like, plain and simple. He's a fuckboy. He was dating a couple or a bunch of girls, pretty much all of New York City. Mm-hmm. And a couple girls decided to play, like, real life John Tucker Must Die and, like, just record TikToks being like, yeah, this dude's a jerk. Don't date him. And then, I don't know, it, it became viral and took the internet by storm. 
But, um, <laughs> so, so I know I want to hear your take on it because we have very different takes. Yeah. I mean, okay. I feel like, so I know he was fired and everything. Well, they doxed him too. They like, one of them ended up in her TikToks being like, yeah, his name is Caleb, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They probably shouldn't have done all that. I mean, they could have just, I don't know, probably didn't need to use last names and. I mean, it kind of, it does suck for him, but I'm also, I'm like, yes, get him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they say, like, don't hate the player, hate the game, but. Yeah. I say hate the player. But, but no, 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 wait, wait, wait. That's hypocritical, girl, because when I was, like, dating uh-huh. and, like, single and on Hinge, mm-hmm. mind you. And I was oh, – oh, the girls were basically upset because West Elm Caleb ghosts them. Okay, yeah. He, like, takes him and, like – they say love bomb, mm-hmm. which is a precursor to abuse. But yeah, they're I don't just know meaning the, being really nice. It's you know, not the real definition. I was going to say, when I heard love bomb, I was like, wait a minute. This is giving me, like – I thought this was, like, one of those red flag things. Like, this is, like, a serious – I don't know. Red flag. Red flag. But is it love bombing or is it being nice? Because apparently he sends, like, bomb-ass playlists to these girls. Tell them they're pretty, even though they're mids. But is that the same playlist? Yeah. To everyone? Yeah. I mean, but haven't you done that? And haven't you been a jerk and, like, just, like, you know, use your best stuff. Like, hinge and, like, dating websites or use your best stuff. And I don't know. So you think his playlist is his best stuff? I don't know. It was a slapping playlist from... from (laughs) From what I've seen. Some Mazzy star. I mean, like, okay, I can kind of see through it, but, okay, like, the thing I don't understand with it is, like, yeah, like, it's not nice to be a fuckboy. You shouldn't ghost people. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like these girls are doing it for clout, and I feel like they're very entitled, and you're not, in real life, it's, you're not entitled to an explanation for everything, and I think... I think as an actor, like, I've dealt with a lot of rejection, mm-hmm. so maybe I deal with that in a different way, but I feel like these girls got rejected and their egos can't handle it, and they've seen a lot of episodes of Sex and the City, and they think they're Carrie Bradshaw, but Probably. instead of, like, going on TikTok, you know, like, write about it or, like, create, I don't know, just be productive and not just, like, whiny. That being said... Mm-hmm. This opinion has gotten me a lot of trouble on the YouTubes. Oh, yeah. What What is going on with that, Nikki? What did you even say? Like, <laughs> okay. So, like, on one of the more, like, popular or, like, one of the first, like, videos that they uploaded about West Elm Caleb on YouTube. Yeah. I wrote, you know, these girls fail to realize that they're also toxic and they're everything West Elm Caleb is as well. mm and um, that was a mistake. And I should have kept that thought to myself <laughs> because now I feel like a men's rights activist unintentionally because, like, I'm all for, like, the girls, you know? Yeah, that is really <laughs> Didn't funny. Did you hear last week about Spice World? I'm all for girl power. Girl power. Well, what didn't you say there were some interesting comments? Like, oh do you want to do you want to read some? <sighs> I don't know. I so or do you want to forget gonna, about this? I don't know. But, but Okay. The gist is all the incels, mm-hmm. like, just came out of the woodwork praising me for my comments on these these women. 
And um, I don't have any malice for the West Elm Caleb gals. I'm just like, oh, they should probably handle rejection better. Hmm. Okay. So, you know. So don't just go and set things on fire. Yeah. I, I think also my big lesson and a lesson for everyone is don't use inflammatory language. <laughs> okay. On social media. Wait, did you? No, but I said toxic. Oh, okay. And I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like me being a female and me just like having any criticism mm-hmm. uh, just brought on a lot of things in the comment section that I didn't want. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just me. Nikki, men's rights activist, wow. 2022. Nice. <sighs> Real nice. So you think, so like, so why is it okay? Because I'm not going to let you off the hook, Brie. It's funny. Why is it okay for me <laughs> to be a jerk and ghost people, but not for West Elm Caleb? I don't know. It's just, it's just more badass when you're a girl. I don't know. <laughs> I'm biased. I don't know. I, I, I just say... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It is. I guess I have a double standard. <laughs> I, I mean, I love the movie Hustlers, you know? Same. <laughs> you know, just like, I don't know. I, I Manipulate the guy before they manipulate you, I guess. I don't know. That sounds horrible. That makes me sound like a terrible person. I, okay, you know what? No. Okay. I guess, <laughs> no, okay, when you put it like that, maybe the West Elm Caleb girls, I know, like, shouldn't have victimized themselves, mm. you know, because now they can't have that badass moment. Or is it badass to go on TikTok and, like, air it out? I don't, I don't know if it's badass because I don't know exactly what they're getting out of it. I mean, obviously, West Elm Caleb loses, but, like, also, these girls, one of them got a vibrator sponsorship on the TikTok. Oh, dang. Well, well, maybe it was worth it. I mean, hey. <laughs> that's so crazy. Get um, that coin. Get that coin. Yeah. Whatever gets the coin up. I mean, hey, if that's what you got to do. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do for Instagram or TikTok clout? I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, I, I feel like a lot of things are more fun in theory. Like... I, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, it's also, like, cancel culture. Like, this is, like, a, these are people's lives. I'm, like, I don't know. I don't know. I have mixed feelings, you know what I mean? Like, on one hand, I'm, like, yeah, get him. But it, at the same time, I'm, like, well, he'll probably never date again. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to date a he lot. Pro- yeah, you think so? I think a, wom- a woman's going to want to, or a couple women are going to want to see what it's all about. I'd be curious. Yeah, you would date a West Elm Caleb. Yeah, we'll see who uh, who better West Elm Caleb's each other. <laughs> nice. Just kidding. I'm in a happy relationship. So <laughs> oh man, it's okay. I'll like a hard pass on it. But you know, if I was in a different time in a different place, yeah, I think I just like when people put people on blast. I don't know. It's just <laughs> like um, kind of like when um, like Taylor Swift fans were like coming after um. What's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, it, it probably wasn't right, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Well, like Whitney Houston says, it's not right, but it's okay. Exactly. That's my stance. <laughs> oh. But, uh, so, do you want to get into this 
week's episode? Oh yeah, like yeah. Let's let's get into it. <laughs> After all this time, let's get into it. <laughs> but we have a good one today. So for this episode, we're gonna discuss it bags. So growing up in the two thousands. You know, I always coveted the it bags and adored the it girls that wore them. And um, as time gone has gone on and it girls have dwindled and it bags of yesteryear are being brought back into fashion, I figured we should dive into what makes an it bag and discuss what fashion and celebrity and like how all that melds together for the first time. Yeah. So let's talk about bags. Bags. So. So uh-huh. what is an it bag? I don't know why I feel like that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I mean, like, like, what do you think of basically? No, like, just or like just... the definition. Just by definition. Oh, what you is want me bag? to just say the definition? Is <laughs> yeah, that, what is an is it bag? Ma'am? You're trying to draw. Yeah, what is an it bag? <laughs> an it bag is a high-priced designer bag that has become po- a popular bestseller. Um, the phenomenon arose in the fashion industry and was named in the 1990s and 2000s. Examples of handbag brands that have been considered it bags are Chanel, Hermes, and Fendi. Yeah. Insert Cardi B lyric here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think about that that one song where it's like, uh, well, it's like money bag, money bag, and it's like Birkin bag, Fendi bag, Prada bag, Gucci bag, Gucci bag. I don't know. Who sings that one? Well, I for- it's Cardi, and I I don't know who the guy is. I really I don't know. He's got to be credited somewhere, but it's- is he amigo? Is he one of the three amigos? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Is He's he Steve Martin or Martin Short or <laughs> Chevy Chase. Sorry, bad joke. Uh, uh, well, I I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but but yeah, so. When you think of an it bag, what do you think of? Well, I do Birkin think bags, of Cardi B. <laughs> exactly. I really do. I think of Cardi B. Um, I think of, I also think of like early 2000s, like um, Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, With that like Louis Vuitton Miracami bag. Exactly. Yeah. How, how about you? Um, of course, like a Birkin bag is like the ultimate it bag. Mm-hmm. Because it is so like coveted and hard like, to attain. Hard, yeah. It's just like it's such a status symbol. But I think of like I do think of like what you said, like the Mirakami, the Louis Vuitton Mirakami bag, mm-hmm. and like all that. And but I think of um, the Balenciaga motorcycle bag as well, and like all the various colors. I think like like. When I think of it bags and I close my eyes, I picture Mary Kate Olsen in the early 2000s carrying around the mint mm. Balenciaga motorcycle bag. So if you had to pick one, a, a pick a moto bag, mm-hmm. what color would you, would you go for the mint one? Or do you have like one? No. Particular? Would you want them in every color? Like, okay. I would want the mint one just because it is like, I don't know, like one of those things, like ever since it I was a kid. I was like, oh, my God. But um, I would just like the regular, just the black leather. Yeah. yeah. That's classy. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to own any it bag, what would you? Well, I really, I think the Fendi, like the the DIY, um, like the baguette mm-hmm. would be really dope because 
well, I kind of want to get into cross stitching anyways. But um, oh, cool. It'd be cool to just customize your bag. And just, I feel like the baguette's really iconic. Just It is. The way it just fits. I don't know. I just like saying baguette. <laughs> you like baguettes. I do. Um, yeah. There's also this burger purse that I feel like would be an elevated version of mine. It's not really, it's not really a, a famous designer, but it is like a $6,000 like diamond encrusted bag. So I don't know. I feel like I need to make a statement, you know? It's true. But yeah. No, I love the baguette. But but that's, like, come back in a fashion hard. Oh, yeah. Especially with, like, the Sex and the City, like, the reboot, right? Yeah, I've been watching. I've also been watching And Just Like That. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been also another obsession of mine. And, um, like, in a, one of the first episodes, Carrie has the Fendi baguette. But it's, like, purple and, like, sequins out. So that's a cool thing about, the like, the baguette, too. It's, like, like my personal like loves like it bag wise like Mm -hmm. i'm a hard stand for the balenciaga motorcycle bag which i will say like ad nauseum this episode probably (laughs) and you know i love the birkin Mm -hmm. but besides like the birkin is kind of known for like bright colors but it's not like a funky pattern like the fendi baguette like you're talking about cross stitching like it's it leads to so many like creative moments well see i like the baguette too because there's like there are so many different like patterns and like i mean there's the sequins there's just like i don't know so many different textures and then they have like the crossbody uh straps too some of them do so i'm like oh and i love a good i I don't know which i know it's supposed to be under your arm but like i feel like i almost need a crossbody strap i wonder how that would look on a baguette i don't know yeah i didn't really think about it i don't think it'd be bad but it, it I mean, it would just kind of be like a little tube hanging there. <laughs> it would be like a little bean. A little bean, yeah. A little Fendi bean. A little Fendi bean. <laughs> Sorry well, to pick up where we were, but... Well, so you were saying, like, just, like, how it bags, like, Birkins and everything are status symbols. Mm-hmm. So do you see them, like, do you think that's, like, I don't know, that they're important, like, as status symbols or, like, more like pop culture touchstones? Like, what would you say i think both i think um well i think like it bags when you're talking about like late 90s early 2000s Mm -hmm. like the world about like fashion world and hollywood was like melding and intertwining anyways right so i think like and you know like the paparazzi and like people like paris hilton or nicole richie or even a Lindsay lohan like they were like plastered everywhere and there were household names and it was like a different thing mm-hmm. and i feel like the more there were more it girls and there were more it bags yeah so i feel like like nowadays it's a little different mm-hmm. because everything is so micro and like niche and stuff but i feel like this was like a time in like where you know like 10 year olds like me mm-hmm. were like drooling over a louis vuitton bag I, yeah. And, like, 50-year-olds were also, you know, the same. Like, we're watching the same, like, entertainment tonight or, like, whatever. Or, like, E. Mm-hmm. No, we uh, – yeah. And it, for sure. It was just in the culture. I remember that. I And I remember the Louis Vuitton one being so big and, like, coveting that for so long and just – and then I remember growing up and then I just never saw that bag again. And I was like, huh. 
everyone and their mother wanted that one the mm-hmm. white one with like the rainbow yeah i mean it is really cute to be honest like i wouldn't mind having one i'm just i don't think i feel as like crazed about it but um same except you know i was looking at old like louis vuitton ads mm-hmm. and like the way like in 2003 like on the runway like yeah. they i don't know if you've seen it but it's like they do like the satiny like it, it looked like a place and it was like dress oh but like it was like one color it was like a green or a pink and then they were wearing the bag okay yeah yeah so it like let the bag do the talking i think you do have to let the bag do the talking or like the j-lo ads hmm. so i i, I yeah. could see it making even more of a resurgence i know it's kind of coming back mm-hmm. but like i i don't know i'm i don't know i'm open to it yeah so oh excuse me <laughs> sorry about that um so Bree stomach is making a guest <laughs> appearance on the pod um do you think like it bags are gonna make a comeback then like do you think they're on their way i think well they are you know like in the past couple years like the baguette the fendi baguette's back your saddlebags back you know like Birkin never really left. Birkin never left. The motorcycle bag's the only one. Well, besides, like, the Birkin. But it's, like, the only it bag to never be discontinued. Mm. So. So they're still out there, like, making it. They're still out there. And I think everyone is so Y2K obsessed right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to come back. Like, it bags are are already a thing. It's just, like, we're not in a cultural like moment like that anymore so it's it kind of makes me sad though i don't know why i'm like ah i know i just want to go back yeah i feel like we don't have a lot of like moments like like the only thing i can really think of like pop culture wise to me like regarding it bags would be like lizzo with her little her little bag her tiny jock moose yeah but um she did have a valentino one that was really cute oh yeah I feel like that was a moment. I don't feel like it, like, like with moments nowadays, though, it doesn't last long. That's a thing, too. Mm mm. But yeah, I feel like that moment was forgotten really quick. <laughs> or, like, I know Emily in Paris is kind of doing, you know, because Patricia Fields styles, like, she's a costume designer for Emily in Paris. Right. So I know, like, I don't know, that kind of stuff, but not everyone watches that show or. Yeah, I'm not I heard everyone's it's a like bad tuning in. Show. <laughs> I've I've heard it's a bad show, and I've also people will be like, "Hey, Nikki, I think you're gonna love this show." So did, I don't know what that says about me. Did we try to watch it, no. or did we just see like clips? I've never seen it. I've just seen a video that you sent me criticizing it. Oh, maybe that was it. <laughs> I felt like I watched it. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's like a Game of Thrones situation, though. Like people are like, "You should watch it," and my mind i'm just like defiant and i'm like no anytime someone tells me to watch something i will absolutely 100 percent not watch amen <laughs> preach <laughs> so if you want me to watch something shut up say nothing yeah just yeah. shut up <laughs> oh man but let's uh let's do a little fashion history yeah yeah let's talk about the first it bag so that would be the kelly right mm-hmm. the hermes kelly Yes, the Hermes. As the I Hermes. Like to say. Um, well, so the Kelly, the Hermes, 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 Hermes. All right, thank you. 
I'm just like Hermes. The Hermes. The Versace. The Versace. Um, Hermes, Kelly. It was uh, pretty much the first it bag. Stepped out on, well, (laughs) it didn't step out on the scene. (laughs) It stepped out with legs. The Hermes, Kelly was made and then grew legs and walked. It walked by itself. It was not someone carrying the purse. No, it was created in 1930, but it rose to fame in 1956 when Grace Kelly was photographed with it, and she was, like, hiding her baby bump, mm-hmm. um, and then they named it the Kelly, right? In 1977. To, in se- yeah, in 77, which I wonder why it took them so long to, to name it. That I mean, I think it, like, stuck. It was, like, a name. Like, she was synonymous with it. Mm, that makes sense. Oh. But, but, like, the Hermes Kelly is, like, the practical, structured bag. I actually, I like it. Yeah? I think it's cute. I mean, it looks vintage, you know, which I love. And um, I don't know. It's, it's like, sleek, you know? It is. I mean, it's like when you think of, like, a woman's purse, mm-hmm. what you would, you would think of. It's very, like, of its time. Like, the 60s, 50s, 60s. Like, if you think of Grace Kelly mm-hmm. wearing a purse, it's the Kelly. Yeah. It's just it's a classic. It's a classic lady. But like with the Hermes Kelly and the Hermes Birkin bag, it is like a choose your own fighter type of thing. Mm. Like, like I know certain celebrities will wear like the Kelly and then certain ones will wear the Birkin, mm-hmm. but both of them are so like hard to attain. So. Right. It's well, just like the hardest flex. It's like either whatever one you are, it's. It's still a flex. It's still a flex. Yeah. Yeah. But the Birkin bag actually has a really interesting story, too. And the Birkin, it's also named after a famous, I guess you call them it girls. Yeah. I mean, Jane Birkin's totally an it girl and Grace Kelly is an it girl. Totally. But yeah, um, the Birkin bag's named after Jane Birkin. And in 1983, Jane Birkin was in first class. And at the time, she was known for carrying those wicker bags. Oh, yeah. That was her thing, right? That was her thing. And she was, like, trying to fit it into an overhead bin. And, like, her contents were spilling out all over the place. And she was right beside, you know, the the head of Hermes. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? Yeah. Also, just saying, like. Yeah. And she was just like, man, I wish, you know, I had something. That I could just, like, fit everything in. Mm-hmm. So, the next year, the Birkin bag was born. Wow. All, and didn't they design it all for her? Like, she, um, didn't she sketch it out on one of, the, like, the, mm-hmm. the brown bags? Like, the, you know. She did. Yeah. She was like, this is what I want. Like, my dream bag. This is my dream bag. That is so badass. It is. Can you imagine if that happened? Like, you're just, like, an it girl, and you're like, oh, no, I wish I had a bag for my things. And then... You know, the, the head yeah. of the company is literally there, and he's like, hey, I'll make that bag for you. And it's all, it's also funny, because, like, when she was, like, doodling it, she was like, oh, I want a handbag that's bigger than the Kelly, but smaller than, like, Serge Gainsbourg's suitcase, which was her lover and, like, a famous oh. dude at that time. He, like, sings those French songs. That's who that is. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But, uh, but yeah, it, it it's also crazy that it wasn't an immediate hit. 
The Birkin bag didn't take off until the late 90s. That is wild. And pretty much, I mean, it was the dawn of the it bag era anyways. Mm -hmm. But it was also like in every show. Like it was in Sex and the City and it was in Will and Grace and it was in How I Met Your Mother. And just like the Birkin bag was. It was just like in pop culture, like. Like cemented. Wow. And pretty much because of that Sex and the City episode with Lucy Liu. Really? That is so awesome. I mean, that's the one. That episode, like, really cracked me up. Like... (laughs) It's one of my favorite Sex and the City episodes. I love it. Like, I just love how Samantha goes off on the um, Hermes, like, I don't know, just the employees and stuff. Like, I don't know. But yeah, it's like in season four. Mm -hmm. And it's coulda, shoulda, woulda, that episode. And like, Samantha Jones, she's like doing something. Like, she's... She's not – she's Lucy Liu's publicist, essentially, yeah. or, like, for an interim time. Yeah, for an interim time. And, um, you know, she just, like, is walking with Carrie, and she's like, damn, I want this bag. And it's, like, the Hermes Bir- Birkin bag. Yeah, she and was she- like, if I had it, then this means that I made it or mm-hmm. something, right? And she walks in, and the thing about the Birkin is, like, the wait list. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be on it. You have to know people who know people who know people. And even, like, rich people can't always get the Birkin. Don't, don't you also have to, like, build, like, a like a relationship with the brand? Mm-hmm. Like, if you've bought there before, you have a higher, like, chance. Like, you go up on the list. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Samantha can't get a Birkin, even though she's, like, using all her Samantha Jones ways. And then she, like, blurts out. She's like, but what about for Lucy Lou? <laughs> Yeah, that was really smart. I applaud her for her efforts. Same. Get that money. Yeah. Not the money. Get the Birkin. Get the Birkin. Yeah, don't get the money. Get the money. Get get the money, then get the Birkin, then get the power, (laughs) and then get the pizza. For sure. Yeah. Do you like the Birkin? It's okay. (laughs) I, I, I don't like it that much. I don't know. It looks... I don't know. I don't like really big bags. Um... Except tote bags. Hmm, like a canvas tote? The canvas is good, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm not, like, a huge fan of just, like, the typical Birkin. Mm-hmm. But I love the way, like, the Olsen twins wore their Birkins back in the day. Okay, yeah. They were, like, a little edgier. Like, I think that's more more my speed. A little more, like, like for some reason, like, maybe in, like, the darker colors... Or just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the attitude, but. You do like things with an edge. I do. I do. I think that's why I like lean more to like the Balenciaga moto bag or like a an Alexander Wang, Wang Rocco. I like the studs. I like the, the, black, the black leather. Yeah. But. I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but when I think of Birkins, I also think of that episode of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Where Rory's gifted by Logan, the Birkin, and it reminds me of you, like, if you were to get a Birkin, which would infuriate me. I would be like, um, what's her face? Emily. Emily. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Like, Rory's like, oh, cool, bag. Yeah, I like it. I'm a girl. I like bags. And Emily's like, that's a Birkin. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. But, But yeah, that was in, you know the 90s 
and then we make way to 2001 when like the Balenciaga moto bag your favorite bag my favorite bag comes into fashion the only bag you care about let's be honest it is (laughs) it is and this also has a cool story I feel like just going down the list we're like really cool stories really cool stories really cool stories and then like Ill Peter. <laughs> Don't you worry about origin stories and if bags, they will Peter. But right now, we have a really cool one. Actually, no, this is a cool story. This is okay, it's a cool story for a cool bag. So, the Balenciaga motorcycle bag came out in 2001, and it was okay. I might butcher this name. Mm-hmm. Nicola Gaspier. It was during his tenure at the house. And so unlike most it bags, it was never discontinued. And it's iconic by taking away its icon. Like there's no icons. There's nothing to like says Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. It's just a leather like slouchy bag with like exposed hardware. And um, and I kind of think that's why it is so timeless because there's no like gaudy logo. I think you're correct because it's like the exact opposite of like the Louis Vuitton, like Marikami, like, you know, bag. It's like not, um, it's not really bragging. <laughs> like the, about Which is the, so cool. Yeah. And then wasn't it like really different because it's not as structured too? Like it's, I mean, it's still got some structure, but it's like, yeah, it's, you can just throw things in there, right? You actually can. And then the more you wear it, the better it looks. Mm. So this is like the cool girls. It's like a bang around. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like a good pair of chucks. Like they look better (laughs) when you've actually worn them. I totally thought you were about to say chaps. I don't know why. (laughs) Also chaps. Because they're leather too. (laughs) Leather chaps a la Christina Aguilera dirty. (laughs) Exactly. Um. (laughs) Totally. But, um, But yeah, so the story behind it was... Actually, they were gifted. Like, a prototype was gifted to Kate Moss, mm. and she loved it. And she – it was gifted to her, and, like, she was, like, wanted to gift them to her friends. And, of course, during that time, Kate Moss wearing a bag mm-hmm. made it cool. So yeah. No, people would be looking. Oh, yeah. So – and Kate Moss is one of my favorite It Girls, too, so. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So – kind of just the rest is history so do you think one day you will get your it bag i think so it's attainable actually the the only thing about the motorcycle bag unfortunately it's not like a birkin and it's not even like a louis Mm -hmm. as far as like it's not um what's the words like like, okay, I can buy one on the real real for mm-hmm. about 600 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. No. So, so actually, I think in my lifetime, I will. Yeah. Like, in the next five years, I will probably get my motorcycle back. That's attainable. That's a very attainable. Dang. Yeah. But, but I, you know, it is what it, I, I don't think, I think, like, I love the idea of, like, oh, like a status symbol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, celebrities are better than us and whatever. Like, I love that idea as, like, hierarchical as that is. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, I don't know. Like, it would be rad to have a Birkin. 
mm-hmm. because it's a status symbol. Right. But it'd be rad to have a Balenciaga motorcycle bag because I want to live in 2001 and be Kate Moss or, like, Sienna Miller and be cool. And, like, it's not, like, it's kind of punk rock that it's, like, an it bag, but it's only, like, 600 bucks. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, that respect. Like, yeah, I have even more respect. Just <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would either get that or the Alexander Wang Rocco bag, which retails for about the same, maybe a little more. Oh, which one's that? It's It looks like it's the same kind of like leather, hardware-y type of deal as the motorcycle bag, mm-hmm. but it's like the ones that have like the spikes and the studs on the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see you rocking that. Yeah. Yeah. But... We're going to go back in time a little bit, a couple years. Yeah, we're going to rewind a little. We're going to take that hot tub time machine just a little <laughs> bit back. Maybe not using it for its intended purposes. I've never seen the movie, so. I, I haven't, but it's it's on my to-watch list. Like, really? I, just, I really want to check it out. I love the concept. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, but next up is the Fendi baguette. So, Breeze bag. Yeah, my like, should I take it away? Yeah, I take guess? it away. It's your bag, girl. Okay, so it came out in 1997. Good year. <laughs> Stepped out on the street with his legs, <laughs> as bags do. Um, so it was a little different. It contrasted with minimalist designs of the time, like the Lady Dior, which was, you know. It's a dainty bag. It's a dainty bag, yeah. It's like most notable. Well, it's called the Lady Dior because Princess Diana would wear it. Yeah, it's it's a nice bag. It, it is. It's just like plain and simple. So cute though. Yeah, it's made a resurgence. Yeah, right. Don't, haven't they like they they've updated it, right? Like they've released some new versions, smaller, funkier colors, like brighter colors. Yeah, I've seen a lot of influencers mm. wearing the bag. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Much to breeze to stain. <laughs> well, we know how Damn, you feel about Charlie D'Amelio Brie. I mean, it's I don't hate her though. I feel like she's she's all right. She's all right. <laughs> anyway, back to the baguette. Um, yeah. So it contrasted with the minimalist designs of the time. Um, it fits under your arm. Um, kind of like how the French carry baguettes, like you know, like the bread, the big old breadsticks. Um, it's Carrie Bradshaw endorsed. Um, it also had a wait list and sorry, I'm just like, <laughs> what? some words I'm like, I don't know what that means, but, um, well, like the baguette kind of came into prominence when there was like a sea change <laughs> in the fashion industry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, so what does that mean? Like a sea change. Like a turning of the tides. Oh, like literally. A turning of the tides. Yeah. <gasps> that is cool. But uh I learned something new. Yeah. Thank you. That's cool. You're welcome. I mean, to be fair, I first uh heard that word because it's like a Beck song. So whatever. Oh. We can both be late to the party on that. Oh wow. Thanks. Thanks, Beck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching words. But yeah, so it was like a change in and, like, we've talked about before a little bit, like, the melding of Hollywood and fashion. Yeah. But it really all started in the early 90s mm. with John Galliano. Mm, okay. And just his influence on the fashion world and just the styles. Um, 
his style and his impact kind of just, it just upped the marketing and brought fashion more to the masses. And, um, and it brought it to a global scale, too, so. Oh, okay. Before it was just in its bubble. Yeah. And Galliano was, like, not about that. Wow. Well, props. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think the baguette's cute. I would say it's iconic. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, like, would you rock one or is it like... Oh. You would? I would. I would. It's a moment. Like, I Any specific one? Like the sequin one or is there... Would you know it when you see it? I would know it when I see it. Except I do really like that the new, like the one on Anne just like that. The mm. Fendi baguette. Like, yeah. Either that or I always like... Like, I always think of the Fendi baguette, and then I think of the Dior saddlebag. Okay. Like, I, they go hand in hand in my mind for some reason. I think because they're both kind of shaped like beans. They are kind of shaped <laughs> like beans. I, I don't know. The saddlebag, like, it disturbs me. Really? <laughs> I, I would want the one, like, the denim one. So 2002. Mm. I'm all about it. I see. Looking like Bella Hadid in my mind. If oh, I yeah. had that, just, like, walking down the street. I do like a good denim moment. I just, I don't know, something about the shape. But maybe, maybe in denim it would be, would be better. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, are you excited for its comeback? I mean, it is pretty cool. It's honestly, it's, it's not a bag that I really thought of except like till recently because it is. It has come back, so... It is now's It Bag. It's 2022's It Bag yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is pretty cool. Um, I don't know, like, mildly excited? <laughs> yeah. Well... Yeah. I, I guess I can covet it, you know? You guess you can covet it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I probably, I don't know. It just seems so expensive. Like, I'm, like, thinking maybe the moto bag is the way to go. Like, it's more practical maybe, you know? So, are is your thing, like, because I would say I'm more of the fashion-obsessed one out of the duo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. Or just the, I'm more into fashion or more into high fashion as like an art form in a way or like weird, I don't know. I'm just like a nerd about it. Yeah. I love that though. Well, thank you. Yeah. But. It's so cool. But I've always, I have always thought of you as like the Rory Gilmore as like an indifference or not an indifference maybe just like a, just like a bag's a bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like how do you feel about this culture of like you know the birkins having like the wait list and the status symbols and all of this like like it bags now being a status symbol again i think i mean it is it is cool i think it's fun i think it just i don't know i guess i feel like it's a little unattainable for me but like i feel like I, outside of it a little but like i don't know um but not aspirational like do you ever think you would would get there like you know <laughs> damn this is good <laughs> i'm like whoa this is because like i was about to just say no but that's really depressing because like in my mind like 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 if i had the coin you yeah. best believe i'd be buying some bags i 
Honestly, I'd probably buy a Gucci bag if it were me. Like, what kind of Gucci bag? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe one of the classic ones with the 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 stripe down the middle. Like the, I don't know. Like the, you know, the logo. Oh, they all kind of have, yeah, the logo on there, I guess. But um, just kind of like a a classic Gucci bag. I don't know. Gotcha. Would you like want? Have you seen like they were it bags of a time, like the Gucci with the bamboo handles? Are you a fan of those or just the like, don't like the bamboo handles? Gotcha. Hot take. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, I guess I have some hot takes. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the bamboo handles. I'm like anything but the bamboo handles. Um, there's this really cute fanny pack right now in the kids section at Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous, Nick. It has, like, cats painted on top of it. It's, like... It's fun. It's fun. I don't know. You could get that. You could probably acquire that. I think I could acquire that, yeah. (laughs) See, don't sell yourself so short, Brie. Yeah. Like Melania Trump says, be best. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. I don't know. Like, like, I always thought about it as, like, an aspirational thing, though. Like, Mm. I, I think we grew up during a time when... I don't know, just, like, all, like, the Kardashian of it all, the Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie yeah. of it all. Like, I never saw saw it as unattainable. I just saw it as unattainable for right now. I don't know if that's, like, delusion or, like... No, I think that's awesome because, you know, I used to think, like, it was attainable. And then there was a point where I just was like, oh, I don't know, man. Or I just like it for, like... For it's like pop culture, like something, something, or just looking at them. Like I love looking at old ads from like Harper's Bazaar, or Vogue, or just you know like those designs. I like look at it as art. Yeah, and well, like I do look at it as like a time when like art and pop culture really did just like meet in the middle. It's like art, art pop. <laughs> it's basically art pop. It's what Lady Gaga said. I I mean, there is a part of me that is really tempted, like, if if I had the funds to get, like, maybe the Louis Vuitton Murakami bag, just because I remember thinking of that bag and, like, holding it up to this really high standard of coolness. Um, so it might be nice to have something from that collection. Or even the um, Stephen Sprouse and Louis Vuitton collab. I feel like that one I would actually probably rock some like some of those bags or like the luggage or something like I love the graffiti. So it looks cool. Cool. Yeah. Um I don't know. I like funky things. I yeah. guess. So anything funky. Oh, I was about to say, Brie, like with the Louis Vuitton, like the Steven Sprouse collab and the Mirakami collab, which came out both in two thousand two. Mm. Like, that's so up your alley. Like Louis Vuitton, who, you know, Marc Jacobs was at the helm at the time. Yeah. Like, they gave a lot of artistic freedom, especially to Mirakami, but to Stephen Sprouse as well, mm-hmm. to make these iconic bags. And they are, like, works of art. Yeah. Maybe Y2K works of art, but still, you know, nonetheless. The best kind. <laughs> but, like, you're you're an art person. Yeah. I, I do love the art of it all. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think I just I didn't I just didn't even realize I gave up on my handbag dreams, Nick. <laughs> don't give up on your handbag dreams, Bree. Oh, 
I mean, I guess I don't have to, you know? You <laughs> There's don't. still time. I mean, my life isn't over yet. Like, no. And if you're, like, taking any inspiration from this time, like, this era mm-hmm. of when it bags were, like, it bagging. Yeah. It's, it wasn't just, like, fashion models wearing bags. It was, you know, celebrities in the campaigns. Yeah. Or, you know, I think people on the street were, like, before that time, I don't know if, maybe because we were just seeing it with our eyeballs Mm -hmm. a lot more, so we wanted to buy it. But, like, everyday Janes and Joes buy Louis Vuitton bags. That's true. So, it just, I think it just became more accessible all the way around. I think we all became, like, pop culture obsessed in the early 2000s and kind of in turn fashion obsessed what about um what about coach bags do they do they count not to be elitist but no like were they ever it bags for sixth graders (laughs) yes but i've seen like grown women with like coach like that hold it to a high esteem um are they poor i I, they don't act like it you know (laughs) We can probably cut that part out where I just sound like the pores. I, I think, I think, I don't, I think like Coach has brought in collaborators mm-hmm. and has had designers that bring a lot to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like I feel like their worth has depreciated. Like, I don't think they're to the same esteem. They're not, like, a Birkin. But they're not even, like, a Louis Vuitton are they like, speedy. Are they more, like, Dooney and Burke? Like... I would say so. But I, I also think, like, Dooney and Burke is such, like, a, a capsule. They don't even exist anymore, do they? No, like, they can't. So. They can't. <laughs> um, at, at least they were going for something. I think, like, Coach is, like, one of those, like, mid-tier mm-hmm. brands. It's kind of like a Michael Kors. Where, you know, they've been acquired by whatever and you just see them at, like, TJ Maxx and, like, a lot of Karens wear them. Mm. But I – I mean, no hate, like, if you like Coach. Like, it's had some really great collaborations. It's just, like, I wouldn't view it as, like, a an it bag because I view it bags, like, in a different – like, a steam. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I feel like almost every it bag too has like a really great story and I don't know. I'm just like I don't know if it bags will be like if there will will be another you know, major it bag. I I personally think like it bags are made by the it girls. Mm. The like the people that are it that wear them. Like starting with like like a Jane Birkin or a Grace Kelly and then going to like Lady Diana or not Lady Diana, Princess Diana with the Lady Dior. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about who wears it. Mm. So to be on, like to be frank, like if like Sienna Miller were to come out in like 2006 with a coach bag on her arm, mm-hmm. then it'd be an it bag. Okay. It doesn't matter the price point, high, low, whatever. It's, it's all about who wearing. wears it and how they wear it. That makes total sense. And you either have it or you don't. It's just one of those things. Yeah. And I feel like the public is so fickle now anyways. Yeah. Like people are busy West Elm Calebing each other. Like, and I don't I don't even know who's it, to be honest. Like, 
I don't know. It's probably like influencers, I'm sure. Um, I guess, but I would still say like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, she has a Birkin. She does. She has. She has many, many Birkins. <laughs> she has also that like. What? Who is that on the on her Birkin? Her defaced Birkin. <sighs> I forgot the artist, but it's the same one that like Kanye commissioned for one of his album artworks, and yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a choice. It's a choice. Choices. Yeah. But I would say she's like the closest thing to an it girl. You, yeah. I feel like she's been in the spotlight for so long and has played that it girl role for like so long. And I'm like, does it ever like go away? Like, is anyone looking to any other Kardashians? Maybe Kendall. Maybe. Kylie for younger people. I feel like Kim is now like mother. Yeah, she's the mother it girl. Is she yeah. the only one though? She is pretty I mean, much. But we could argue that Kim Kardashian actually created the influencer of today, which are like micro it girls. True. Like a Devin Lee Carlson, I would say, because she's done a lot of stuff with like Mark Jacobs, and she's kind of she to me brought in like the resurgence of the Dior saddlebag or the baguette, like all these like early aughts. Hmm. Kind of things I look I look at like Devin Lee Carlson as one of those like modern day girls. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Like it bags will ever? Well, do you think there'll ever be a time when we're so like pop culture obsessed that like we will have to shell out thousands of dollars to get like a rainbow Louis Vuitton bag? You know. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what the last big trend like that would be, even to equate it, you know, like, like, I know, like, some things that have come back in style, like Crocs, like, that's not really a big deal. Like, that's, and that's kind of ironic, I guess. But. Well, there's that, that trend. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like those times are over, but I feel like they can't be completely over. Like, I just don't know. I don't know what the next thing is. It's hard to say. Because it's been a while since we've had like a big fashion moment or just like a pop culture moment that's been like a big deal. Like, um, I mean, maybe on like a micro level. Like, yeah, on like, a micro level, maybe. Like, um, like we're so nostalgic right now that like, you know, the baguette and the saddle bag are coming back. But there's also like Telfar. Oh, yeah. True. Who, you know, was founded. It was founded in 2005, so it's like a relatively new brand in their shopper bag. I've seen that one a lot. I think that's going to be like, that's like an it bag in its own right. And I think that like the Telfar, mm-hmm. you know, like symbol on the bag, I think like that can can be up there. But it's all micro now. So it's. it's yeah, it doesn't hold like as much weight, like as mm-hmm. a cultural phenomena. It's like. No very quick and kind of niche and like not necessarily for everyone like like I feel like it bags of the the early 2000s and stuff were no but but you know lucky for us Mm -hmm. maybe it's kind of sad when you think about it like in like an existential way or like (laughs) a whatever way but lucky for us we've been we're very into y2k aesthetic And um, so is everyone else. We're just going to ride this whole, um, you know how like fashion, like everything comes back into fashion every 20 years. Mm -hmm. I think instead of that, we just were like, we are so traumatized as a nation. Mm -hmm. 
that we are just going to try to recreate those fun times 20 years ago <laughs> with no nuance and nothing to change. I know. We're just going to try to be in 2002. Let's make it happen. <laughs> well, you know, Paris Hilton is like back. Like, I don't know. I wonder if she'll bring out her Louis Vuitton bags. I wonder. I mean, she's already like the face of Juicy Couture. You've seen that, right? With her like Juicy Couture tracksuits. Like recently? Yeah, recently. <gasps> Wait, is Juicy Couture still a thing? Juicy Couture wasn't a thing and now it's back because she of the whole. She brought it back? Well, no, but she's, you know, kind of spearheading it. But oh. Juicy Couture got brought back because of the whole nostalgia factor. Like, oh, they're like, okay. They're yeah. like, let's come back. What about, I wonder what Baby Fat's doing. Uh, call Kamora Lee Simmons on the line. Get her yes. on. Oh, we should do an episode on Baby Fat, Brie. Oh, my God. I really want to. I used to really, I don't know. I had some pieces, and I really yeah. regret getting rid of them now. I don't Why? know what I was thinking. I outgrew them. Did you have apple bottom jeans? Yeah. You did? I had boots with the fur. Did you really? Actually, I I I, I want to say yes. Yeah, I think I had like one pair. I'm pretty sure I had at least one pair. Whoa, and I definitely had a lot of baby fat. And I had this camo, like, it was like a velour zipper hoodie with, like, a huge chunky zipper that was, like, a gaudy, like, gold, like, it was, like, at least, like, two or three inches wide that said baby fat. It was, like, the logo with the little cat, you know? I just couldn't fit. I should have saved it. You probably could have worn it. Oh, man. <sighs> I could have worn your baby fat? Yeah. Damn it. This is sucks. Wow, Brie. So disappointing. <laughs> I know. But I think it's really funny. Like, that's my one regret in life. It's a big one for me. Brie, get some baby fat. Go on eBay. I'm, I might have to. Live your baby fat dreams. <laughs> I just think it's funny to, like, be like, back in the day, I was, like, so hell-bent on dressing like I was in Gossip Girl, and you were over there just, like, <laughs> what, what were you, like? Like Fergie, Fergie, Fergie. Yeah, a little bit of Fergie, a little, I don't know, a little Kim, maybe. I don't know. Pasties or no, no, too far. <laughs> You're not at Euphoria High yet. Not yet. Oh. Well, I guess that was it for today. That was I like it? almost take off. <laughs> I just like hit the mic. <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, I really enjoyed talking about um, it bags and. Uh, their impact i don't know no i feel like we've um i feel like we've talked about a lot of things we've talked about a lot of things um maybe not at bags but you know what i think that's okay yeah we snuck them in there though we snuck them in <laughs> we're like they were important guys you were there right yeah so we've seen our our demos we've seen like our like analytics yeah you know you guys remember when yeah you guys know paris holden you guys know that name Mm. So, we're like, do your own homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, follow us on socials. Yeah. We're um, the Late to the Party Pod on Instagram. And if you want to send us any movie club uh, requests or a message, it's the Late to the Party at gmail.com. And um, I'm nick d jensen on instagram and twitter and i am brie underscore piconi on at least on instagram i don't know what i am on twitter <laughs> i think that yeah but um yeah we'll see you next week we're, we have a fun one next week yeah it's gonna we're, be great we're gonna really get into it so well 
Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>